When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, everyone? How you guys doing? You guys got to turn down that uh, whatever you guys are monitoring on. How you guys doing? It is uh, the Independent Riders. We're going to have a guest on. He's trying to figure out how to get on the show. And we got the rest of the riders here. We even got Wild on Twos here for a few minutes. He had a yeah. drop off. Hi, there they are, man. There's my independent riders. Uh, great stuff. We just got off of Discord uh, with a little creator seminar. So we might uh, be late with our special guest. Uh, Wild on Twos, if you guys don't know, that's my crime partner over on the neutral zone. I snuck on. I snuck on today. You snuck on, man. <laughs> I was like, send me the link. You're like, which link? I go, tonight. <laughs> the tonight ones. Uh, Neutral Zone, make sure you go over to Wild On 2's channel. Check him out. And then we got the J-Man uh, out in Ohio. How you doing, J-Man? What's your channel Ooh. and all that good stuff? I'm good, good. Uh, I did a video on taking a door latch you off the other day, if anybody's interested in that. <laughs> Oh, at least you would didn't do a video taking a crap. Uh, that works. But go visit him. He's going to put his channel in the comment section. We got Graystar. What's up, Graystar? What's happening? Look, like the new the new digs I got on my head tonight. Oh man, we got the uh, we got an independent writer's hat on there, man. Rock and roll. Oh, yeah. He also Ooh. has a channel on uh youtube so we'll check that out as well and then we got king bedlam here man what's up bedlam how much how much sitting at work doing making that green <laughs> sitting on my ass. That green. <laughs> well, we're gonna have uh danny delo on as soon as he figures out how to get in here uh today we're gonna be talking guys about bike builders and i'm glad that we got all the old guys in here now uh, to talk about this subject, especially since it's the bagger rage now. And I wanted to know a couple of your guys' uh, favorite bike builders. 
and what sets them apart, what makes the men, uh, you know, out of boys type of stuff. So Wild on Twos, you're up first, man. No, you guys go first. I'm here to first row seat. Exactly. So you go first. (laughs) No, I mean, like I said, I don't don't really have too much of a favorite builder at all. I mean, like – I don't have my experience was a 1957 BSA classic, and I kind of just jerry rigged the hell out of that one with duct tape and stuff to um, uh, fix. But I mean, back in Florida, it's, it's more of a this guy Velasquez. He's not a big name, but he used to grab some, it, it looked like rat bites basically, and uh, just put things together. And he made some awesome choppers. Um, and I got to look at the place that he built, but I know. Um, it was right by where American Choppers opened up right now in Florida, and he has a place down there. And he, I got to look him up, but, though. But the last was, I think, his last name does some awesome builds. I mean, some badass, all custom, handmade. I mean, his bike would take a while to build it, but yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jay, man? Uh, I got so many favorites uh, Indian Larry, uh, Billy Lane, Jesse James. I mean, uh, I grew up on West Coast choppers, so, you know. Well, you know what? Uh, Jesse James especially, he's my favorite. And I don't think it's because of the builds he makes. I think it's because of his work ethic. I think he's one of the best metal workers out there. Here you got a guy who's uh, a multi-multi-millionaire, but he still goes into the shop every day for 12 hours a day. You know his, well, yeah, his, his message. His message is is so strong in in every every build. You know, it's it really gets to you. Uh huh. Right. What about you, Gray, sir? Uh, Jesse is one of my favorites, man. Strictly because not only the work ethic, but the style he puts into it, man. He does not make an ugly bike. Those things are just gorgeous. Bedlam. And I'm a, I'm a old school. I like all the old guys. I, I don't have a favorite, you know, but I, I, the last, I will have to correct you though, as far as between Billy Lane and Indian or Indian Larry, Indian Larry, man, that last bike he built before he passed, you know, chain of mystery bike. That was a badass bike. Now, as far as metal working, when you, if you can put some chains together or weld that shit together for a frame and keep it together, that's a badass bike. That's all I got to say. No <laughs> so yeah, that that's the only that, as far as metal working goes. So yeah. But well, you no, say I don't have no favorite man. I even like the old guy, you know, old uh who was that Big Daddy Roth and all them guys. So mm. you know, old you know Orland, I'm just old school. School. I like the old choppers, I like the old the old kickstarts and shit. So that's well, you, I say have, old, you, know? you say old school bedlam, what makes old school to you? Is it the old, uh, you know, shovel heads, the pan heads with uh, a sugar bear front end. Uh, what do you consider the old school chopper or the old school? The old book? is what I grew up around down here. You know, the old kinks, the old the old slim bikes, uh, you know, be- before the fat tires came in, you know, and uh, the old king queen seats. You know, that that's what we I grew up around down here in St. Louis. You know, mm-hmm. that's what everybody had back in the day in the 70s and shit. So, right. Do you think, uh, J Man, that uh, the Easy Riders bike is what defined the chopper? 
You find a chopper? I don't know. I think they were building them long before the Easy Rider bike ever came out. So. Oh, yeah. So what do you no, think it's a no, You don't think it's a find it, but don't you think that bike is what brought it to the public attention? Again, in California, they were doing it since the 50s, you know. Yep. I mean, so, yeah, it was nothing new. So well, yeah, yeah. Back, back I, I, he had Arlen Ness before it became more commercialized with Arlen Ness products before his, you know, before he passed away. So with the knuckleheads, that's what I remember Arlen Ness. And then once everything started coming out, of course I have an Arlen Ness cleaner, but I mean, other than that, I really didn't follow much anymore once he got a little more commercialized. But he passed away, I think, in 2019. I forgot when he passed away. He passed what do you mean by commercialized? Not commercialized. Just, uh, I mean, everybody has their business. Uh, then when you have, uh, it starts stops going away from handmade in their own shop to dis distribution, and someone else making your product. You give them the designs, the patents, and stuff, and someone else is building them. And of course, that's that's how you scale business. Uh, but just like anybody else's, uh, once they start doing that, I think it takes away from some of the mystique of the bikes built you know just like if he hand built a bike or a part for you and just sent it to you directly and took a while that's more i think that's more mystique compared to you can order online and it comes from some distribution center orange <laughs> county choppers comes to mind when you speak of that yeah oh exactly, exactly. Well, just we couldn't talk about bikes without talking about them i you know what i really didn't like them i didn't like their style i thought it was a gimmick uh, I couldn't even believe uh, Paul Jr. beat out uh, Jesse James in that one build with that big-ass uh, monstrosity that they brought on. What, what do you think about uh, Orange County Choppers, Bethlehem? When I used to, well, hmm. I like some of their bikes that when they when it was when it was the father-son routine when they had the show. <laughs> Uh, I used to watch, you know, watch it occasionally, but yeah, I mean, they had some nice bikes, you know, they were, I think you it's just not a lot of, they did a lot of, I guess, sponsored bikes, I guess you could say, or they gifted them. So I don't know. It, well, what was, I, like what was I said, I'm more, I like, I, I like, I like Indy and Larry's story behind his bikes and why he did his stuff. You know, he didn't do it for a customer. He did it for himself. You know, when he had an idea, he'd just do it, you know? These guys, you know, nowadays everybody's drawing it out on paper and scaling them up and every damn thing, putting everything on, you know? Yeah, because back in the day, like, when like in the 50s and 60s, there a lot of racing bikes. A lot of builders started to take things, the junk off their bikes to make them more streamlined for racing, and they became very custom look for these races, and that's how a lot, I think a lot of them started customizing bikes more for races itself. And the yeah, they took the old they took the old coffee shop bikes and did that. That's what it is. Yeah. Well, right. they did in England. They stripped them down to make cafe racers. That's where cafe racers came from. Was England. Yep. Uh -huh. Yeah. So one what of you these days? I got a bike out back. I got a bike out back that I want to make a cafe racer myself. So. Well, you guys talk about Paul Junior and all them, or Paul Senior. They did, you know, spring a distinct look for the chopper. Remember when them suckers were going for like $80,000? But now you can't even get rid of them. And now you can buy one for eight grand. <laughs> right. 
they opened up they're like a franchise over not almost a franchise but i think in clearwater they opened a big american chopper right i don't know if they i've seen right. some reviews right here on youtube actually <laughs> that have told us that those bikes are actually junk oh they yeah. are they're non-rideable none of those occ bikes were you weren't expected to ride them more than a month well, and granted, Jesse James makes some bikes that you look at that and like, no way, my bony butt is going to get on that bike and ride across Mexico. Just can't do it. <laughs> but, you know, he does. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like some of like Toby North. He was saying like, like him or not, you can't literally blame OCC for what they did. They may not have started the whole thing, but they damn sure took it to a different level. Which is true, but just like any business, uh, when you get money in your head, you start cheaping your product a little bit, and more and more you're thinking about your your profit margins rather than the quality of work you do. We just got Danny D'Lo into the studio. He finally figured it out, man. You know, <laughs> technology uh, dropout right there. Anyway, a little bit. A little bit. You ain't throwing talking- them off like that's from the nineties, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about uh, bike builders right now and stuff. Uh, you, you, you're into the cholo style, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, kind of. What are you riding right now? Uh, I'm riding a bagger right now. Um, it's pretty. It's an electric glide, 2005 electric glide. But uh, you know, I got the big motor, rims, bars, sound system, all that shit. Nothing cholo about it, man. It's pretty basic, but. It does the job, you know. But yeah, I used to have a, I had a Cholo Softail, I had a Cholo uh, Road King, then I had the Big Wheel Road King. I had a, a Road King with a twenty six on it, and uh, that was kind of Cholo too with the air ride and all that. So that's kind of my thing. But I like to ride a lot, so I have my bagger. Rock on. Uh, one of the other shows that came out in the early two thousands that I actually liked was the Biker Build Off. Now, yeah. for us older guys, the biker build-off yeah. is where you were introduced to uh, somebody like Indian Larry, Billy Lane, uh, Jesse James. What did that show bring to the way we see bike builders today, Wilder? Well, I mean, back oh, it was a little different, though. Um, for big names now to go to areas, there used to be a lot of competitions. A lot of the festivals will have biker build-offs. And then you have things that are really, really original, and guys will actually travel. Because right now with social media, people can do different build-offs and more productivity. But back then, you really have to sell yourself to try to be the name in the underground. That's where the money was back then um, for a lot of these guys. But mm-hmm. a lot of festivals I've, I've been to now, the bike off, the builder bike-offs are not like they used to be. Um, I've been to one or two, and it, it just seemed like everybody brought these bikes that almost said custom. But it's like a semi-custom home, right? Just like it's kind of right. cookie-cutter-ish. Almost all of them are looking alike to a point and styles. But I haven't seen one in a while. I, when I was younger, my dad used to take me to a bunch of shows and festivals. But, I mean, coming from Miami, it was different, right? Cubans, the bikes over there that they're customizing, it, it almost like he, he says talk about Cholo. Mine were like big systems with, you know, bass on there with DJ Laz playing and Magic Mike and stuff. <laughs> Uh, it was totally different. I never saw the bike right. scene until later on. So, what got you interested yeah, in this? It's, show? it's, it's a video bike thing now. Yeah. Well, Jay, man, 
you're up, Jay, man. What what was your thoughts on the show? Uh, on, uh, getting interested in, in uh, choppers. Um, my brother got a 1974, I think it was, uh, and it had a 750. It was a Harley-Davidson frame with a 750 Honda motor on it. And uh, I was uh, 14 or 15 when he got it. And me and him worked on it all summer until he got it running, and he sold it two days after he got it running. That pissed me off. So <laughs> ever since then, I've tried to get another chopper, but I've never had an actual chop chopper. You know what I mean? Mm. What about you, Danny? Uh, what did that show bring uh, to you? You know what, man? I, I always liked the choppers. You know, it, it was cool. It, it it showed off what people could do. And stuff like that, like like my man here, uh, uh, J-Man was just talking about, um, like my first Harley was an 82 FLHT or FLT, and I got it in bags, crates, Walmart bags, like it was all over the place, you know, and my brother, one of your brothers, Hollywood Red, helped me right. put it together, and, uh, you know, and I got it, and it was kind of, it wasn't a chopper, it was just an old shovel head, but... I chopped it all out because it didn't look like it originally looked like, you know, and um, it just, I, I think it gave all of us bikers uh, ideas on what to do on our bikes, you know. Right. Well, that's that's another thing. What do you call a chopper? I mean, is it something that you take parts off of or something that's got a long front end? You know what I mean? Right. Right. Well, the guy he's talking about red, this guy, he, he's an, he's, He's a mechanic of a mechanic. He knows what he's doing. Uh, he knows how to tear up a freaking iron head and put it back together within a, a couple hours. He still got his I, iron head too. Still's got it. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. You know, is it still yellow or is he painted that again? No, nah, he painted it uh, uh, tangerine orange with silver flames. He just got it going. He just rebuilt it again and got it going again. I he's been riding it. Oh yeah, I got to get him on again. Uh, but I think the way the scene has become, it's become a flashy type of scene yeah. where it's more, they want to kick the dirty biker out of the whole deal and they want to go all flash and glam. It is now it's, it's no longer biker building. It's, it's, it's you, they're not even building bikes. I mean, you can't call yourself a bike builder. If you take a bunch of plastic fucking saddlebags and, and, yeah, and some plastic yeah. shit and glue it onto your tank and you put this long fender on and you call yourself, yeah, I built it. Man, dude, you all you <laughs> did was put some bolt-on parts on. You and didn't build shit. Bag, yeah, the extended plastic bags that have the... Like, yeah, say. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like it. I love the shit. But, you know, it's more my style because I'm like old school and new school. But when I look at these guys at consoles builders, it's like, bro... It's all bolt-on shit, man. You didn't build anything, man. Somebody else built it, and you put somebody else's parts on your bike. So yeah. you didn't build it. You created it, but you didn't really build it. Yeah, there's a lot of MCs. Well, not a lot. There's one MC out in the Midwest that they only ride choppers. You have to have a chopper, and those guys actually still yeah together. Old you know, they, school chopper dudes. Yeah, I've, I've yeah. seen uh, I've seen some videos on YouTube of them, man. Yeah, I ran into them. Very old school, school, very old school, small MC, but. Very well known. Yep. And yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? There's like there's like maybe one or two like newer guys and like you know, like younger guys, like maybe forties. And uh yeah, yeah, that, oh, that's, the rest that's are all about old school, old school shoppers. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
What about you, Graystar? What was well, uh, that Biker show, what, got, what got me about that show, man, was they would build, get two people to build bikes, and they would drive and ride across country to meet up to a spot and then do the build-off contest there. I thought that concept was awesome. That's how you knew the bike awesome. was real. That's how you knew the bike Utah, was real. There is a small riding club. Um, I won't give the name out, but in order to be a part of their club, you actually have to build your bike. So, mm-hmm. which I well, think is F- kind of a cool idea. SNS uh, W Custom Cycle we got in here right now, and he addresses the issue with the bolt-on stuff. The problem uh, is nowadays is uh, scratch building liability, which, yeah, that does change the field, uh, especially uh, nowadays <laughs> with uh, Sue Happy People. Bedlam, uh, you in there, Bedlam? Or is he sleeping at work again? Oh, I'm here. <laughs> you just have chin up. <laughs> I'm good. You talk about the Hog Rock Rally all the time. They got a show down there? No, but they do. There's guys that do bring in their, you know, the old school choppers. I mean, I mean, not even the raked out ones. They got the ones that you'll see guys that have the, the forks come all the way up. I can't even remember what the hell style that is now. But the word, the tanks are like, it's so high of an angle. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> that, but, uh, no, they, they don't have actual bike shows. I mean, everybody does bring their own style of bike down there. I mean, I've seen different styles of paint jobs, everything from rebel, full rebel flag, flagged out bikes to, you know, yellow and flames and everything. But they're usually, sometimes usually there is a couple of bikes that are brought in from companies and they set them out. So, right. Just a quick thing, as far as, you know, the biker build off, you know, that, that, that whole scene, that was all like custom culture scene, man. You know, when when everybody wanted to do custom work on, you know, vehicles, it went straight from vehicles to bikes, you name it. But yeah. it, it's just like Danny D's, you know, Danny said, you know, everybody's doing this bolt-on stuff, and it, basically the custom culture scene is just dead. That's what it is. It's a dead scene. So, exactly. I mean... The whole bike scene is kind of dying out, man. I mean, at this point, it's all about, you know, I see these guys, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. I got a huge sound system in my bike, too, and I love that shit, but I also ride my bike. These new guys, they put this 30-inch wheel on and sit in a fucking parking lot and jerk each other off all day. Like, look, my sound system's bigger than yours, and it's like... What the fuck yeah. was this? Abercrombie and Finch biker? Like, what, what's going yeah, they're, on, they're, man? Those, like, bike, those bikes are not meant for highway, and uh, they're not meant for. No, no, they don't ride them. They don't. They, they don't ride them. They, they, they trailer them there. Bags. Their bags have all the hey, speakers so and system. What do you think? Why is the reason why the uh, custom culture is gone? What caused it? This political PC crap we're in? I, no, I, no, I think what it is. In my point of view, go ahead. Go ahead, Danny. Oh, my bad, my bad. I, I think it's just a new generation, man. You know, we, we have such a generation gap where, you know, um, they don't there's no work. more old school, man. <laughs> I mean, old school bikers just ain't, yeah. you know, you just got such a new generation where everybody just wants to look pretty and, and they're I'm not about that biker life, man. 
I hope it's going to be a style again. Like if let's say Harley for some freaking reason does a re-retro knucklehead or something. You know, I'm oh, I'm hoping God. that the cycle, just like clothing and shit, that would be a know, wonderful thing. But we all know it won't yeah, happen. It's just just like clothing. People are wearing shit I wore in the '90s and stuff. And they think yeah. it's brand new. I think that's a lot of it too, man. I think Harley Davidson changed the game too, though. You know, they they quit they quit promoting for bikers. And started bringing in the the, the, the weekend warrior, you know, wannabes. You know what I mean? So well, they, they'll spend more bang for your buck for the weekend uh, bikes yeah. that they want to show and ride compared to the everyday. And plus the price of bikes too, man. I mean, can can a real quote unquote biker afford a forty thousand dollar bagger? No. no. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, we can build one. You know, we can build our bike. We can work on it. We can do whatever, but we can't afford that shit, man. We're you know. Bikers are too busy being bikers, man. You know what I mean? Like, well, let's start. Uh, I'm going to go around the round table. I'm going to start with Wild on Two, J Man, Denny, Graystar, and Bedlam again. And I'd like to get your thoughts on this question where Danny just said a new generation. Now, we're seeing a lot of problems within different areas of the style when it comes to a different generation. The newer generation, like I say, was all about flash, the how they look. And they actually go after the bikers that actually paved the way and the styles arise. If you ever you can go on actually YouTube right now and see the San Francisco uh, Hells Angels about why they came up with sports. There's the choppers, why they there was a, a use for them that they had to have. But the, the way they look at the older greasy biker type of stuff, where I believe the bike builder came into play, was them type of guys. What are your thoughts on the, say, changing of the guard and where it's leading bike building now, Wild On? Well, I mean, one of the things I think, like, same thing as, like, Harley. I think Harley played a big part of changing only because, like Danny D said, the price of a bike is so expensive right now that these younger guys rather get a rat bike get something that is going to be affordable because there's a lot of people say bikers are i mean there's a lot of people riding bikes i mean people are buying bikes left and right used bikes but they're buying things that are affordable and the generation now i think for some reason care more about um they don't care about the sound of a bike anymore uh they i don't they look for efficiency price more bang for their buck and what takes them from point a to point b um and it is evolving i think like i said people who's going to buy a forty thousand dollar bagger when you can go they buy a, a honda or a kawasaki something for like 15 14 grand uh interest-free payments or something they're gonna although all of these kids care, don't care about uh bagger they don't really care about baggers they care something, they don't care about something. um so i think it's a big divide about generational in regards of i maybe because i grew i just same thing i almost bought a challenger but when I wrote it, it is great specs, but it felt like I was riding a, a, a road glide that had a baby with the Goldwing. It felt plasticky, quiet. It didn't feel like a bike. And I ended up getting my road glide limited. Um, for me, I just needed that metal. I needed that sound. I needed that vibration, something I knew and felt years ago. But the new generation, they don't care about that. They, they'll complain about the noise and complain about the vibration. But then they'll soup up their bikes and only ride it from bar to bar, not even ride the bike. So, what about you, Jay, man? 
What was the question? I got to go. I got the family waiting. I'm taking them out to dinner. Uh, Danny D, we got to hit it up one day. Gray Star, thank you. Beltham, Jamon. Peace out, brother. Well, right, be good night. I'll see you tomorrow, man. You got it. But yeah, um, back to my question. Uh, the, um, the, the, the choppers haven't went anywhere. They're still being built. Um, the younger generation is still building them. There's a couple guys in Massachusetts. Uh, they run the Easy Company. Uh, I don't know mm -hmm. if anybody watched them on YouTube, but uh, they build some sharp-ass bikes, man. Knuckleheads, panheads, shovelheads. Um, they've even done a few Evos. They build some nice bikes, man. And they're all done by hand. No cookie-cutter shit. You know, all stock stuff. Uh, another, another bike builder, Pacific Mike. The guy's excellent, man. On old shit, top dollar, man. You know what I mean? You bedlam. But what's I up? Not your original question, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Doug, when, when Wild was talking about Harley Davidson and the younger generation, I was just thinking, and you know, my idea was, you know, how, how long? You know, I thought they would be more worried about how long of a extension cord they would need for, you know, the Harleys now. <laughs> <laughs> That's twenty thirty five. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's the other thing that hit me. You know, I just kept thinking the let you know extension cord, extension cord. <laughs> right. Well, you know, one thing that hasn't been mentioned, chopper wise, uh, Danny, is the old seventies uh, CB seven fifties with yeah. uh, front uh, ends. I don't think I've seen one of them in a long, long time. It's not only Harley's you to chop out. You to chop out the XS, uh, 650, Yami's. Uh, it's, I think somebody doing it on their own gives it their own personality. Where you say a lot of stuff just bolt on now. That's a thing, too. A lot of people forget that back in the day, just like today, bikers couldn't afford a Harley. So they would chop out them old Hondas, and mm -hmm. and I, they used to be badass too, man. Like I've seen a few, and they were really cool. Matter of fact, I just saw one on uh on Marketplace for like twenty eight hundred. I ain't gonna lie, I almost thought about buying it. Twenty eight, it was cool. You know what I mean? It's like you need to grab that sucker, man. <laughs> right? I know. That's what I was like. I was like, damn, man, I should buy this bitch, but I'm like, ah. Like, you know I what? We mentioned that bike, uh, I have to say, and everybody will laugh, man, but uh, that movie, Any Which Way You Can, uh, with Clint Eastwood with the Black Widows, the head guy oh, rode man. one of them old 750 choppers, man. Yeah. It was a beauty. Yeah. Yeah. And they had, you know, with that yeah, four-car cool. Yeah, it was like, man, you'd have dropped them things from a building and it wouldn't kill it. Exactly, yeah. yeah you could ride them all day long and just just put some gas and oil on it. That was about it. Right. Graystar, you're up, man. I think the new generation, man, they they want to graduate high school and go buy themselves a Harley Pan Am. <laughs> That's just well, how you, you know what that shows the different generational deal is because the Pan Am yeah. is actually a very popular bike right now. Uh, yeah. It reminds the 80s when uh the remember the enduro danny we used to call them enduros here in chicago yeah. where they could off-road and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah i remember those, I used to make wow. those. i'm waiting to see what they can yeah. do with the pan am now 
Hollywood don't sound like a Harley. Should sound. I'm sorry, just doesn't. <laughs> well, none of the, the Harleys do it all. None of them do. I think there's the Dyna craze now with the younger guys, and there's you know there's some uh, good uh, builders out there working with the Dynas. You know, yeah. I got a Dyna 2015. I'm still trying to get used to it. It's not like a fat boydy or it's not like a bagger. It's just got a different feel. It's a lot faster because it's more like a sportster with a hepped up engine. Uh, right. But there might be some hope that they continue building on something because of these uh, Dinas. What bike do you guys think sure is reignite the builder type of mentality? I think they need to bring back the victory. Let's be honest. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's a victory? Go ahead, Jamin. You and your damn victory, man. I've been <laughs> watching a lot of people doing um, builds on um, regular street bikes, and they're turning them into, uh, you know, supermotos, enduros. Um, uh, I watched a video where they took a, uh, 250, uh, Suzuki, um, with GSXR and turned it into a dirt bike. <laughs> uh, I mean, it did all right. Hey, Bedlam, you remember, you remember the days and I'm talking about trikes. I'm not talking about these stupid ass trikes nowadays. What I'm talking about is the old Volkswagen trikes. The Volkswagen. Uh, <laughs> About twenty foot uh, front ends. Yeah, I think they still. I was gonna say that now down at Hard Rock, there's guys that come down with those. You'll see those down there. You know where you got the big, the big three seaters and shit with the yeah everything and the raked out. Yeah, there's a, quite a few guys that bring those down to Hard Rock with a beer, the beer keg for a gas tank. Man, yep. they are they are some <laughs> awesome bikes. I am not kidding you for being built bikes. You know, I right. there, and most of the time you'll find guys trying to sell those down there. They'll sell them right there on the spot. You know, so yeah, those I are some bad. I just think yeah. it's a dying type of uh, artistry, or you know, they're artists when they Art. build them bikes. That's. The, well, every bike builder is an artist in, its, in their own way, you know, whether it be their paint job or how they, they build the frames up, you name it, or whatever they put into the bike, you know. So, and, it, and depending on what style of bike you want to build, the way I look at it. But, well, exactly. We're going, uh, well, Danny, you're, you're kind of an expert on the sound fact. I was... Uh, up until recently, because I got a little freaking uh, helmet uh, thing with a radio, and I was never used to riding with a radio and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. With the systems nowadays, what is the draw towards you have to have 15s on a bagger and bump out <laughs> like you're, you know, back in the neighborhood in Chicago with the old uh, sound system? What is what the draw I, you know, I don't, I don't know what brought it on. To be honest with you, man, I do laugh at the same guy we used to see making fun of guys putting big wheels on a on a car. Are the same guys now that you see putting thirty two inch wheels on their bagger? 
You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, man, stop it. But I don't know <laughs> where the draw came from. And I think it's just a, like, it's like anything, man. It's, it's, this generation has different parts in it. You know what I'm saying? You, you got the ones that like the, the Enduro look. You got the ones that like the, the Pan America crap. And then you got the guys that like the big wheel bagger. And you still got kids that like the old school choppers. Like, you almost got like a mixture in this generation of, of a little bit of everything, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong. You know, I like listening to my music loud. Anybody in the area that we both know, Hollywood, they'll tell you they hate riding next to me because they can't even listen right. to that radio. But I, I, I still, again, I don't get these dudes that sit in parking lots and play their music loud as fuck, but they ain't riding. They ain't going nowhere. Like, like, bro, you got, no, you've got no miles. You've got no stories. You've got no history behind you. You just got an affliction shirt and a, a $15,000 sound system that your punk ass didn't even build. You didn't even put it in your bike. You had some other place do it for you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I, th I think there's just no class in the, in the biker scene anymore, man. No mm. self-respect. You know what I mean? Now it's going to, I'm waiting for the PlayStations to bump out like they used to oh, do in I'm, the old. I'm positive. There's got to be somebody out there. I've seen TV <laughs> screens. I thought about putting one on my bike. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> pimp my ride. Remember that show? They probably got yeah. a bike yeah, pimp my ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna do a pimp my bagger fucking show. Who do uh, how how do you think Jesse and Indian Larry, if he was here, or Billy Lane would fit in to the current state of the bike building? Uh, they wouldn't. Scene? They wouldn't fit in, man. I, they'd be looked at like you know. Uh, or, you know, or, or, you know, big, scary bikers, you know what I mean? Like the, the new, the new generation of bikers, man, they're not, they're not about riding. Like I said, it's all about, it's the look at me generation, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. What do you but think? I don't uh, think they'd fit in, but then again, I think them guys would, would build a badass a bagger, like a real bagger. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. they'd probably get in where they fit in. Right. What Jesse do you think? James would tell them all to screw off. Oh yeah, Jesse would. <laughs> what do you think, Bedlam? You think they'd fit in today? No, it's just like Danny said. Yo, it's the look at me generation. That's why they play that music loud. <laughs> That's all it is. That's why they turn it up, man. Look at me. Look at my big wheels. That's it. You ain't got nothing right. going. See, it, 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 it's all show. It's all show and glory. Look at me. You know they don't put no hard right. work in. So. Yeah, what's that saying, Jay? Man, that uh, like Danny says, they just sit in the parking lot. They don't ride. They don't get the stories. Uh, how can that even be in existence? I wonder. And you know, you're in your fifties, and we're all older guys here. I can't just. I can't see that. I can't see why would you do something like that. Well, it it all falls back on when you were young. What did you do? You went to the bar, you bullshit, you drank, you partied. Now that you're old, you want to do more riding. That's me. I want to do more riding. Back when I was in my 30s, I was at the bar every night. You know what I mean? But mm. And not riding. So it's all changed now. See, I grew up with old gray beards my whole life, man. So I've always been about the ride, man. That's That's where the stories and the history and the experience comes in. You know, I, was I, I guess I've never really been then. young. You know? I didn't buy a bike to go to a bar. 
<laughs> Seriously, I bought a bike to ride that damn thing. Right. And by the way, everybody in the chat room, uh, Danny D'Lo, he has his channel here on YouTube as well as Graystar J-Man Bedlam. Uh, if they can put their links in the, the chat box, that way you go see them. Uh, we got our independent riders here, and uh, Danny D'Lo, I'm going to, Insane Throttle is going to be helping him get going. Uh, a lot of real uh, people on this panel uh, compared to a lot that you see all over YouTube, which is uh, real awesome to have these guys on the show. Where do you think? Just lost Danny. Where do you think that the future is going to be as far as building? Because you know in about what? 15, 20 years, uh, it's going to be hard to get a gas motor, probably. Huh. Well, Billy Lane's still building. Um, he's still building his still streamlined, you know, old school chops that he used to build. Um, in 15 years, yeah, you're right. Uh, there's going to be a lot of bikes that are sitting um, because EPA laws are going to get so bad to where you're not going to be able to ride your bike with no pipes, um, no catalytic converter, uh, running, you know, unleaded gas. I mean, I'm sure by then it'll be electric and, you know, hybrid shit. So you're going to have to go that route. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to ride your motorcycle. Mm. You'll be in museums. Right. Graystar. The way the world is going nowadays, man, I'd be surprised in 15 years if building a bike is even legal to do. Well, we're seeing that in California right now, aren't we, Bedlam? Yep. I mean, I'm not out in California, so I don't know what California laws are or what they're doing exactly. But I know California is a shit state, and I don't want to be there. <laughs> Put it this way, Bedlam. If you think about it, you're going to get taxed about it. That's well, yeah, the, 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 yeah, they're tying everybody's hands, even the local citizens out there. So, period. End of story. Mm -hmm. You you can't do nothing without somebody in government knowing. So, right. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know what. As far as the future holds for the biker or bikes being built. I think they may become stricter. I think you're going to have to have more licensing, more more certifications and everything. They're going to hold it to a higher standard for safety reasons. That's all. You know? Well, that's that's why Harley quit making the Sportster, especially to, to, for going overseas because the the e, E5 law or whatever they got over there. Yeah, the um, E85, yeah. It's so strict. You well, couldn't yeah. build the Sportster to pass the emission. You see what it looks like now? Jesus, man, it don't even look like a Sportster. Right? No. <laughs> to me, like it's not. Pan, it looks like a Pan Am threw up. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's much you can do with uh, that kind of uh, Design Danny Dedlow's back from taking a, a pee, it looks like. Uh, <laughs> nah, man, you know what? I went to put my link in the fucking chat room and I hit the wrong button and I was like, boop, I'm gone. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, you're a touchy ass fucking situation over here. 
So I ain't putting no link. You know what? Look me up. Danny D'Lo on YouTube. You'll find me. There you You'll go. see this exactly. ugly mug somewhere around there. If anybody in the chat room can help him out, any of my moderators, <laughs> grab his channel link and put it in here. He's not the best at technology. Uh, yeah, watch this well. shit. It's pretty good stuff. I think no, I'm I the youngest you. dude on here, but I'm also the dumbest on here. Ain't that a bitch? <laughs> I don't know about that. The <laughs> question. Technology is hard, brother. Just relax and go with the flow. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I appreciate you. The question, Danny, the question at hand was uh, 10, 20 years from now, you're probably going to have a hard time uh, finding a gas engine, more or less. How do you think that's going to affect the build scene going to them, you know, say an electric bike? Well, obviously, you know, if you want to survive in a building game, you're just going to have to transition. You know what I mean? You're going to have to uh, you're going to have to go with the flow, whether you like it or not. You know, yeah. it sucks, but I don't really see that ever happening, though. I really don't, man. I mean, we've been dependent on, on, on gas, you know, for way too long. I, I don't think that's ever really going to happen, though, man. Personally, I don't think it's going to happen because our politicians make a lot of money off of oil. So they're right. not going to allow it to happen. You know what I mean? Hey. J-Man, what do you think, uh, say, a Jesse James could do with the live wire? You think I, he could I, come up with something? I, I watched him, guys. I don't know what Jesse James could do with one, but I watched some guys that uh, took the live wire concept and they built a CB750 um, out of uh, – you know, batteries that they made themselves it's called the Inja. It, the, it's an awesome project. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would have to say they would probably do, he would probably do something similar to them, make his own battery, basically. That's the only thing you can do with that stuff. There's the link uh, for Danny Delos. Uh, thanks, Harm, for that, man. Thanks, Harm. Yeah, thank you, Harm. I appreciate you, man. Harm's been one of my moderators since uh, the beginning. You think right uh, Billy, you think Billy Lane could do something with the live wire bedlam? Yeah, rip it all apart and start from scratch. <laughs> <laughs> and put a gas motor in it. <laughs> yeah, put a gas motor. That's what Jesse would do. Yeah, right. <laughs> Gray Star, there was uh, one guy that was. Really never got any credit like he should have back in the day. And that's because of the way people looked at it at the scene with the different groups. But he actually made the best Springer front ends ever known, and that was Sugar Bear. Oh, yeah. yeah no doubt. Sugar Bear was and is the best at building them front ends. No Where doubt do about think? it. He actually built the front end for the Easy Riders bike. Where do you think? it went wrong for those that were artists like him. Was it because of society's biases that he didn't um, get the recognition? I, I, no offense to your name there, bro, but Hollywood, Hollywood changed it for everybody. Um, if you weren't on a chopper back then with long rake, you know, you were nothing. And unfortunately for uh, sugar bear, I think that's what hit him because he had some really nice, Springer front ends, man. I think those are badass. 
I still to this day dig springers. I'll sit, I'll see one sitting in front of a bar or something somewhere, and I'll have to stop, get out, and go look at it because it's so badass. But uh, yeah, I think Hollywood had something to do with that. Toby uh, asks, so fast forward 20 years with the electric bikes going at the current pace, does anyone see a larger segment of electric bike owners outgrowing the current segment? Anybody you want to answer that? No. I will. Go ahead, Bedlam. I think there will be. I think I think eventually, with, well, I mean, you see how the government's pushing a lot of green right now. Okay, green lawnmowers, electric lawnmowers, electric low blowers, you know, they're doing all that, sh all of it. They're trying to push the fuels, you know, hard engines out and get all this electric in. And I, in 20 years, maybe 30, I see there is going to be a big shift. That, that, is that because gray beards are getting out? Yeah, uh, that's what I think. Since we, a lot of us old heads are, you know, dying. We're a dying breed, is what it is. And once a lot of us old dinosaurs are gone, you know, you're just going to have all these new cats. And of course, it's going to be the Jetson series. You know, just like in the cartoons, everybody's going to be running around in their little electric whatevers. You know. You know, you, you like think... Jane, his wife. Go oh. ahead, Doug. What'd you say, Gray? I said, you know you like Jane, his wife. <laughs> <laughs> what can we uh, do, Danny, to stop uh, this influx from happening like it is? Or is you it a lost man? Honestly, I think it's a lost clause. I mean, you know, we see it in the biker world. We see it in the MC world. We see it everywhere. I mean, everything's changed so dramatically that i mean are we ever going to get back to the way it used to be no you know everybody's all about moving forward moving forward you know and and now nah, i don't i don't foresee it happening you know what i mean i mean i'd like to say eventually you know it wouldn't change but eventually it probably will like like Betham said because you know all the old heads are, are dying off some of them are even changing you know what I mean? And so, you know, it's going to it's gonna be one of them things where everybody just follows the leader as usual, you know? That's hey, the problem. Jay, In our biker community, we're the ones that usually will stand up and tell the government to fuck off. That's, that's how it used to be, now. and now it's not happening. That's, a, that's the biggest problem. Yeah, right. that, that's, yeah you're, you, that's exactly right. You, we don't, that is the biggest problem. I mean, because everybody, nobody... Nobody wants to stand up anymore. Nobody wants to fight. Nobody wants to, no. you know, raise your hand at the damn man and just, you know, like, like it was used to be the man. That's what we right. used to call the government, the man. Right. That's what it was you about. Know? Fuck the man, exactly. Yeah. And now it's Fuck not like that no more. But it's not like that no more. And that's a shame. It's a shame. That's exactly it. That's because the man has given our children too much money. Money. Yeah, yeah, here. yeah, and it goes back to the educational system. I mean, now, now we start getting the politics, y'all. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Right. there>, sure. <laughs> I'll be arguing up in this motherfucking shit. Fuck all that. <laughs> My girl, uh, Flossie from uh, the UK. What about hydrogen engines? They're making progress, and she thinks that might be the future. 
other than because uh, if you look at it with electric bikes, they don't have the infrastructure because they haven't even started rolling out a lot of, uh, you know, the electronic uh, charging stations. You're going to have to have them like there's gas stations, but they haven't tried that. What about hydrogen? Doesn't Ooh. hydrogen explode? <laughs> well, they got it. Well, they got it in cars now too, though. I'm just saying, I don't want to ride a bike that could possibly explode on me. You already are. You've never Those had your carburetor solid, fall baby. off. <laughs> he already you rides you a victory. <laughs> you ain't never experienced a leaky gas tank. I've done that and had the carburetor fall off. So, <laughs> I mean, honestly, what are they going to do? Put a hydrogen hydrogen stations around the world instead of gas stations? I don't see that happening. Nah, me Ooh, neither. That's well, one what about to another, I think. What, what about the electric with, charging stations? Well, that's what, with the electric charging stations. What kills me is it takes – um, coal or nuclear power. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, come on. That, that's why I said we're never going to get away from gas. I don't care what whoever, you know, wants to do. It's never going to happen because you, you need okay. it. No matter, well, no matter okay. what you like. What about water? Well, that's, that's the hydrogen she's talking about. Is yeah, the hydrogen no. There's a system where an actual engine was made. It was a car engine that made and water. And you know what and happened to that guy? Water, as soon as he introduced it, he died. Back, back, back in the carbon, huh? The the guy the guy that created that motor that ran on water. Yeah. There was a lot of conspiracy behind that because when he created it and he went public, all of a sudden he was dead. Nobody knows why. <laughs> and guess who owns the patent to that water motor? So guess what? That ain't never gonna happen. <laughs> well, uh, that's they one thing that ain't gonna happen. They've done it on compressed air too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I I firmly believe that anything that that us as public has access to, they'll never make anything that runs on that. You know what I'm saying? Anything expensive. Nothing that's free. Yeah. Well, now, what do you think, uh, Bedlam of biofuel stations working out? If uh, the logistics were right. Okay, you are we talking like grease traps from the local burger shop? <laughs> I mean, that, well, you know, I was definitely not prepared for this show at all. I mean, that's what it sounds like you're talking to either that are going out and chopping a tree down and putting that in the gas tank. So, <laughs> well, Kokomo has bio. Fuel stations would work if the logistics could be structured efficiently. Now, well, that's, I mean, no. there, there, there are cars that are running like that. I mean, people build them now. I mean, that's custom stuff, you know, custom engine work. You know, you see it all the time. Yeah, but, but you got to have a hookup from a Chinese restaurant to get all that grease at the end of the night. You can see us all sitting behind McDonald's fucking fighting for the tray. Right. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm going to go around the round table on this question. And we've seen it happen before. 
when the, the gas prices rose out of reach for a lot of people, you've seen a lot of motorcycle sales. You think that's going to be the same thing by them happening now? Yep. Yep. Cause it's already killing me on my truck. <laughs> so I'm paying $80 to fill up my truck and here it is, you know, 40 degrees, you know, getting in the low thirties and I want to ride my bike. <laughs> so, yeah. I think it's, I see an influx in all of us moving out west. <laughs> My no, wife won't let me to Arizona. Yeah, I live out west, bro, and it still gets below zero out here, too. So, need to start thinking really? about yeah. some heat. Some when? Heat, uh, in January? Heating gear to wear when you ride. Well, we're going to go they into our it. final final thoughts today. Uh, we're coming up on our hour mark. Uh, again, you guys in the uh, chat room, make sure you guys visit these channels, man. They're real good channels. They got their own uh, type of uh, take on the biker scene. Final thoughts, Bedlam. I wish we, I wish everybody could just, we could get right back into the old scene. Give me the old CB, you know, bikes. Give me the old chopper styles. Uh, you know, this is, you know, the cholo look with the big tires and everything. Sorry, Danny. I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> I, when the first one I seen, I hated. So I was like, okay, yeah, it's not my thing. Stick with it. Stick in your parking lot. And you can keep playing your music. But that's my final right. thought, you know, as far as that. But, yeah, the, 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 the scene needs to change. We need to find out a better, you know. Uh, I'd love to say I wish we could get a better handle on the engine scene you know as far as fuel consumption but i don't think that's going to happen anytime soon not for a long time you know i mean they're trying it with this electric bike harley did nobody likes it i don't like it hell with a live wire <laughs> you know hell with the pain am <laughs> so here you go that's my final thought <laughs> what up great star what's your final thought um i'm totally agree with Bedlam. Um, I think maybe we should, as Greybeards, put in more of an effort to try to school some of these new school cats in the old ways and maybe, just maybe, like they used to say, if you save one, you've saved them all, you know? Maybe we save a couple of these young younger cats with some old school ways and continue on the legacy. I don't know. That's just me thinking out the box. But right. good to meet you, Danny D. Hey, good to meet you too, man. All right, bro. J-Man. Well, uh, bike building is never going to die because everybody's going to want to customize their own bike. And and the, the bike builder makes his name off of building that bike and then Bedlam buying it from him. And then he builds another one and Danny buys one from him. That's how they make their, their name. And eventually, there's going to be a lot younger ones moving on. That's my final thought. Danny, yours. Uh, I don't know. My final thought is I think uh, I think the bike game is going to stay the way the way it is right now for for a while. Personally, you know, because you still got you still got old school guys, and you still got guys that are like me that are in the middle, in between, you know, I'm, four, I'm about to be 42 next month, so 
you know, I'm in between old school and new school. I grew up old school, but I grew up during new school. So I have a bit of both, you know what I mean? So I think it's going to stay around for a while. But, you know, what happens 30, 40 years from now when we're all dead? I don't really give a shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna be here. You know what I'm saying? It's funny. It's funny that uh, that that Graystar said, you know, about teaching the young bucks how to how to do old school traditions and all that. Like, that's basically what I was doing on TikTok, and now I'm gonna continue doing that on on YouTube. Is that's what my platform has always been about? Is about teaching the new school cats on how to be respectful in the MC world, the biker world. Period. And, you know, also, um, I was trying to shed light on a certain world that me and Hollywood come from, but I'm sure Hollywood agree, like, that's a lost cause at this point. But, you know, that that's what I'm about is, you know, just teaching the new school generation on the old school traditions, you know, trying to keep trying to keep our shit alive. You know what I mean? That's all we can do, you know? Rock and roll, man. Hey, D, uh, the old school traditions a cover way more than just club life too so oh everything yeah everything yeah man. everything in life i feel where you're coming from with you that. know lo loyalty love respect honor i mean that shit that shit you know keep your mouth shut that that goes across the whole spectrum man that ain't that ain't just biker that's not just mc stuff that's everything we've lost it and hopefully we can gain it back I doubt exactly. it, but if we can get a few people, man, you know what I mean? The more the merrier, at least. Keep it going, you know? For sure. Damn right. Well, uh, we appreciate Dan coming up on uh, the show today. You're going to see a lot more of them. Uh, uh, Insane Throttle is going to be helping him out, just like uh, we do everybody else. But uh, Danny's in my neck of the woods, and uh, we uh, think a lot alike. So it's uh, <laughs> we're going to get him uh, going. He is on... Uh, also on what's it called? Uh, TikTok. So, what's your uh, TikTok, Danny? It's Danny Delo underscore. Well, right on. And Alsom yeah. Bedlam, what is your and channel? I'm going to be called? doing a lot more videos on YouTube now because, like I said, TikTok, they, I'm up and then they take me down and then I'm up and then they take me down and I got to start a new page, a new name. And I'd rather stay on YouTube where, where they actually give a shit about us creators a little bit, you know? Rock on. Bedlam, what's yours? Man, you can look me up on YouTube, and I got everything tied in, the Pinterest, Twitter. <laughs> I mean, I got all of them right now. So every, every major major uh, media source anyway, except for Odyssey and Rumble, which I'm getting ready to start as well. So, awesome. Graystar, what's yours called? Well, next time you got to turn on your mic, man. <laughs> Damn it! Got me again. It's a uh, great stars place, and I believe Harm put a link in the description box because I've already seen a couple new subscribers. I do appreciate that, y'all. And uh, like Bedlam said, I I too have Facebook, Instagram, and all that stuff. So be seeing more oh, YouTube on too. other platforms. And don't forget our other independent writer, our Dark Soul. He has one on uh, what's it called? Uh, TikTok. So I wish I had that, but uh, he's going to be on the show next week. He had some personal issues he had to deal with, but don't forget to go see Dark Soul over on TikTok. J-Man, what you got? I do have uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, TikTok, um, Pinterest, and YouTube. It's all just J-Man Rooney, O-O-O-N-E-Y. Yeah, and the, to and the Toby was asking, 
just look up Bedlam Asylum on YouTube. It'll take you to all my all my other channels. Rock on. And well, that, thank you. Thank you. A big thank, thank you, you for you for helping us out and get started. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you for this. Appreciate it. Um, you guys take you it from there. Us in the pants. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is the independent writers right there. You will be able to see this on Roku. Uh, and uh, pretty soon, Amazon Fire TV, uh, that's Insane Throttle TV over on Roku. And you're going to be able to see all these uh, different creators over there because we're trying to make a platform over there where they don't have to be censored or any of that good stuff. Uh, tomorrow, the uh, Neutral Zone with Wild on 2's by the Biker. And we got HD Vibe coming on tomorrow. So make sure you come check that out at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're out of here. Thanks to our guests. We love y'all. See you guys.